The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, yeah, I just I had a weekend, man. Did you know? I was just in uh, Metropolis, Illinois, and uh, at a con, and there's a lot of people there, and uh, it was busy. And it's Metropolis; it's like it's the home of Superman. It was a Superman celebration that they do every year. Welling went with me. We did a big Smallville nights. It was uh, it was delightful. The people were delightful, and uh, I stayed at a casino, a place called Harrah's, where you um, sleep and also you can gamble downstairs. And did you? I did. How'd you do? Not well. Oh. See, gambling, uh, Vegas wasn't built on winners, Ryan. No, it was not. No, it was not. It was was built built on on idiots like me. And me. Yes. Not a good gambler. (laughs) No, me neither. Never have been. But it's a a good trait. It's better to be bad at something and learn and say, you know, this isn't for me than, hey, I got some luck. And because you just never come out on the good side. Uh, You just don't. That can be rough. It can be rough. Great guest today. Very excited. Just going to get to it here in a second. Uh, uh, we'd love you if you enjoy this podcast today. If you're a big Nathan Fillion fan today, why not maybe just give us a shot and listen to us every week? Um, subscribe. Where can you subscribe, Ryan? Uh, at Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram, Facebook. There you go. And that is that. And that is that. Mm. I don't. I'm not going to beg for people to listen. I feel like the the, the show speaks for itself. I think mm-hmm. it's a good show. I think we get good guests. I think uh, they're candid and open conversations. We talk about mental health, and I hope people will uh, stick around and not just come around for uh, the guests that they're here for. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Uh, You could also join Patreon if you'd like, and that supports the podcast in many ways. There are different tiers where one where I send you packages and a little letter and all the stuff and merch, and uh, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash patreon.com slash inside of you that's right that's that's correct that's right also you can go to the merch store i've got new inside of you zip ups and, and drinking glasses and autograph stuff at the inside of you online store and if you can go to shut if you want to go to uh support the band go to sunspin.com and you can get a zoom with us uh you can zoom with me all that stuff i'm on the cameo also the new podcast is coming out yes big news the biggest news ever you're hearing it right now tom welling and i and also, Ryan here is also a big me. part of it. Ryan also part of this is is part of this. Uh huh. It's called. It's a new podcast. It's called Talkville. It is a rewatch podcast. Tom and I will watch uh, an episode. Ryan will watch an episode, mm-hmm. and then on the on the uh, podcast, we will talk about the episode, what we liked, what we didn't like, what Ryan liked. <laughs> we will talk uh, freely and openly about each episode in order from the pilot onward. We hope you join this. Join us. It's going to be a great time. It already is. We've filmed a few. There's a hotline where you could ask questions. Where you have a Patreon that you can join. Um, it's it's just really exciting. This it's is fun. big. This is huge. Uh, well, let's let's hope so. This is what people wanted. Do you think when when they heard that you were stepping behind the mic? Mm-hmm. This they, is they this thought is, it was going to be Smallville oriented more, and they this didn't. is uh, I, I think this is what uh, a lot of people have been itching for for a long time. 
Well, you I, and hope, Tom. I hope they watch. I hope they watch or they hope they listen. July 13th is the big release date. Every Wednesday thereafter, you'll hear and see um, Talkville, a Smallville rewatch podcast. More news to come, but just put that on your calendar and tell everybody and their mother. Well, enough about me. Let's get into the guest now. Uh, by the way, did you have a good time? Where were you? Uh, I was in England, France, Spain, and then England again. Yeah. Just brilliant, huh? Yeah. Exhausting. <laughs> it was, it's uh, exhausting. It was a lot. It was in two weeks. It did, It felt simultaneously like a month and also like a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes by fast, but yet it's the days are long. It's just because we only spent three nights in a place. and uh, But no, I, my, my, my second cousin once removed got married. Good for him. Her. Her. <laughs> and uh, it, was a, it was a great wedding. That was nice. Yeah, it's weird to be back. It well, weird, I know. I I, it's weird for me, night. too. And we haven't like done the show for a while. You and I haven't done a, an episode in weeks. Yeah. Weeks. And in fact, we're not going to, I'm going to Australia now to do some con, a con, a convention, Supernova. So I'll be gone for two weeks, Perth and Sydney. We are stockpiling some content. Yes. So uh, when we get back, we're going to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. So we'll get some, we'll get some episodes in the can and, and do all that. But we have great guests. And this guest today uh, has been a guest before. Uh, I love this guy. Love having him on. He, uh, handles himself really well he's always got a lot to talk about speaks his mind there's a couple of things that i asked him about and he didn't have to think about them and sort of like gauge like how will i answer michael mm-hmm. he answered it how he wanted to answer it and i and i like that he's very forthcoming he's a talented talented man he's also very handsome it was good to sit across from him in the present he's um, all right he's all right he's, no, he's fine <laughs> he's fine whatever uh whatever Everybody loves this guy. So without further ado, let's get inside of Nathan Fillion. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Dude. Yes. You are like, first of all, are you going to James Gunn's wedding? Yes. So am I. Yeah. Aspen, I've never been up there. Well, here's the thing. I get altitude sickness. So I'm going, but I'm going to have to take some stuff beforehand. So what has to happen in order for you to get sick? You're just uh, um, elevation? If I drink, if I drink w- w- without drinking water beforehand, I need to hydrate myself If you're first. in the mountains, is this... I just remember I went up in a gondola in Aspen once and I was on, a, it was like a celebrity thing. And I remember Cuba Gooding Jr. looked at me and goes, oh, damn, Rosenbaum, you're green as shit. Because that's how he sounds. Is you know I've been friends with him for a while. But he, So na- nausea is what you feel? Uh, just complete exhaustion and a little nausea. Just like absolutely no strength. Like it just, I turn like, you just feel really sick. Almost like COVID. Have you had COVID? Yeah, I got the original brutal i did too oh. it was brutal that was nuts what how long did you have it three weeks three weeks of yeah. hell yeah did the, you lose well, sense of smell and taste uh no but i Ooh. couldn't eat anything i couldn't hold anything down it was like a f- four days of chills like really really hard chills and my back hurt jesus and i couldn't focus worth a damn i couldn't keep anything down and then just three weeks of like the flu was it work were you working then it was christmas vacation 
So that's how I spent my Christmas. Are you serious? Alone in my house with COVID. What a drag. Have you ever had altitude sickness or have you ever never experienced that before? No. Because you travel a lot, don't you? You do a lot of crazy things. I see you deep sea diving. I narked out once. Nitrogen narcosis. What? Narked out? Narked out. Like you consume too much nitrous? Yes, too much nitrogen. Nitrogen, nitrogen. Yes. Yes, it's in yes. the air. We breathe all the time. But when you're scuba diving, you breathe it at concentrated levels. And if you get this, which was weird because I got it after the dive, like the following day, I was reading a magazine and I got it. What happens? Uh, I felt like I was a mile away. First of all, you feel great. It feels amazing. All these weird things happen. You feel drunk. You feel high. But it's super pleasant, so you don't panic. But it's not good because you'll make terrible decisions and if you get it while you're scuba diving. So how long did you have this? I was probably about 10 seconds, maybe if Only that. 10 seconds yeah, of just pure euphoria? If that, yeah. And I felt like I was miles away from the magazine I was reading on the coffee table. Did you freak out like, am I having a heart attack? No, because am I- you feel great. It's part of the thing is it feels amazing. Wow. Yeah. By the way, what would we get james gunn for his birthday because you're always gift guy but isn't going there enough i always say if you're invited to a wedding and you go to the wedding isn't that enough i think he'll probably be if he's not registered there will be something that says if you care to do something make a charitable donation that's a guy who's got everything he's got everything he could possibly want but aren't you a guy that always does something unique yeah but when appropriate yeah if someone says no gifts you don't we don't bring a gift did he say no gifts, or we don't know yet? We don't know yet, but we it's probably going to be a... Well, maybe if there is a gift, if there isn't a registry, which I'm sure there is, but if not, you know, I'll let you decide, and then I'll give you half of whatever it costs. Although, you okay, might go... if it's up to me, right. we're going to get him a C-Bob. <laughs> a C-Bob? Yeah, a What's C-Bob. a C-Bob? A C-Bob, it kind of looks like a jet ski. You know, those ones with the folding handle that kind of comes up and kids stand on it? That's a that's a jet that's ski. like not ten thousand dollars. Not a sea do, but it looks like that. But you hang on to it smaller. You hang on to it and you go into water. It's like a motor that pulls you like a. Oh yeah, those thing. aren't that pricey. Let's get them. We're gonna get one of those. You think he'd use it? I nope, nope. But we would if we ever came to his house and he had Bingo. an ocean. If he had an ocean, because I have used those. Swimming I know pool. what you're talking about. Those yeah. are pretty dope. There you go. I was in Florida using one, and you just it just pulls you around. There you go. Just you have one, don't you? I have like a miniature version for the pool. Yes, of course. Come on, you're a gadget guy, you know Nathan. Yes, yes. I mean, I went outside, and what did you pull up in? Tell the audience what you pulled up in. My little Arkimoto. It's called an Arkimoto. It's called an Arkimoto. What it's is a, an Arkimoto? It's an electric three-wheeled open-air vehicle with roll cage and crossover seatbelts. You don't have to wear a helmet. It's got a windshield and a roof, but no doors. Well, sides. That had a windshield? Oh, yeah, it did have a windshield. Yeah, you had a windshield, but yeah. no sides. Two wheels in front, one wheel in back. Is it hard to drive? You know, it does take a little bit of strength to, to, to move the wheel. There's a bit of a power assist. If you didn't have it, it'd be, it would be awful. I wouldn't put my mom behind the wheel <laughs> or someone with a shoulder injury. I'd put my mom behind the wheel. I'll tell you that <laughs> right <too>. now. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's electric. It's quiet. It's loads of fun. You put your phone into the Bluetooth speakers. You enjoy some tunes while you're just driving open air. It's fantastic. How, do you just have one of those? Just have one, yeah. How many uh, cars do you have? <laughs> I, I <laughs> <laughs> Because I know you're a gadget guy and you yeah. like toys and you yes. like things. Yes. And what happens is 
when you're in this industry and you do well, which you have, yes. and you've worked very hard and you've gotten to where you are, sometimes instead of going out and spending money on, you know, people buy tons of houses and this and that. And, right. But you like gadgets and toys and cool things like that. So I uh, was leasing a vehicle. I wanted to go electric. The electric car I wanted wasn't available yet. So I just said, give me that little electric car. And I bought a little electric BMW. Really? The little one. The little Fully electric. Button. Yeah. Fully electric. Looks like a little... Moon buggy. And it's so it? much fun to drive. It's and how many miles do you get on a, on a charge? Yeah, probably about seventy. Seventy miles on a charge. That's yeah. not a lot. It's not a lot. It has a little generator. If you if you have range anxiety, it has a little generator that'll kick in. It's got like two gallons of gas. And if you're out yeah. there and you're not within a charge, it'll get you another fifty miles. It's, I, I yeah, I just bought an electric truck. Yeah. Did you see it out there? No. In the driveway. That's the electric. I, truck. I bought a Rivian. I want to. Oh, we're gonna go. We're gonna climb all over that thing. You're yeah, show me I, I love it. I, I I sold my truck. I I just wanted fully electric. It looked really cool. I waited three years for it. Now this company, like, really, they had to push things because COVID. So it was a year. Yeah, then it was a year yeah. and a half. Then two years, and I was getting frustrated. I bet. And finally, I got the Rivian, and it is everything I could have wanted. It is a beautiful. Congratulations! Uh, thank you. I'm very excited. I, I, I've never been excited. I, I, I keep cars for a long time. I have a van for 17, I 19 know your years. Van very well. I have a truck for ten years. I'm not a guy who goes and splurges and buys expensive shit. Right. Look at look at my house. It's like movie posters and just you know I, I, I live pretty modestly. I think yeah, for the yeah. most part. Well, you have a, a wonderful home that you built. Oh, thank with you. Your success on uh, Smallville. Right? Yeah, Smallville and other stuff, but yeah, mostly Smallville. I would say that probably that was where I was making the big bucks. That's. I mean, you've you've built a, a beautiful spot for you. I was just commenting on your house when I came in. How, yeah, how, you like the house. I like that you what like a presentation. The house. Your house is. It's always presentable. Thank you. It feels lived in too, doesn't it? Yes, it's homey. Yet it's every, the displays. It it just it boggles the mind, and it it really shows your where your passions are. Oh, that's cool. really nice. But you know what? I always feel like, and I've felt like this my whole life. I was always counting the, my money, like in terms of if I worked at McDonald's, which I did. I'd say, okay, I have one hundred and sixty dollars in the bank. I could live for a week. Uh, I okay, now I'm in New York and I'm working at you know I. Uh, uh, telecommunications or something, you know, telemarketing. I was a telemarketer. Okay, you have enough to live for two weeks. I always, okay, now you're on Smallville. You could live for some years, you know, and I always, that's how I've lived because I always think tomorrow's going to come and I don't want to. Do you sit and kind of budget and say, well, this is what my expenditures are and this is how I'm going to this? No, no, I don't get crazy like that. But I, I sort of, I just want to like, I always think. You ballpark. What, what if you don't want to. You know, because I've questioned, like, you know, what do you really want to do? I mean, do you want to, you know, I, I like podcasting. I like uh, writing. I like certain things that don't give you the luxury of being super comfortable. But, you know, um, I don't know. I always, have you have you been one to worry about tomorrow? Do you always plan ahead? Was there a time when you worried more? And now, because obviously you've been on some big successful TV series. Uh, yeah, well, I, I try not to worry too much about it, but I do try to plan for it. I, this, you know, it's a fantastic right. career we've been blessed with. It can't, it can't last forever. Right. Uh, at, at one point, this town's going to be done with Nathan Fillion and uh, I'll, it's an expensive city. It's an expensive city. I think I'll I'll move on to other places. My plan, my big retirement plan. Did yeah. I tell you this already? I'm no, sure no. Uh, my my whole dream and retirement plan is to. You, know, you ready for this, Brian? You ready for this? Is <laughs> <laughs> I just thought a look on your face like <laughs> Ryan's maybe I, interested. Maybe, maybe no, I'll, I'll do this. Plan. We had talked about this before. Like a, I think we did, right? We might did have. we? 
I don't remember. Okay, My, you should go ahead anyway. The concept is buy these little tiny prefab houses. Get a property somewhere. Put down ah. three, two or three of these little prefab bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, you want to come over and visit me on this island in Greece where I brought I bought some land? Please come visit. That's your house right there. You stay over there in that house. I'll stay over here in this house. We'll party over here in the barbecue area. Good night. Good night. Oh, You're over man. there. I'm over here. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. I got Rocket Money. <laughs> like I, I found one. It, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com inside. That's rocketmoney.com inside. Rocketmoney.com inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have sort of a dream to have – like I always had this dream of like a certain amount of friends that we just buy a block and we live on a block and we live happily ever after. Yeah, building little compounds. That's my my dream. But having them in different – I want something in outside of Vancouver. I would like something uh, Edmonton. Edmonton's a little chilly. I don't That's know. That's where you're from, right? It's where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not my favorite Canadian city. It's I, a I love it. It holds a lot of you know wonderful memories for me. It's a great city. Big mall. I'm just not fond of the the weather. Is really it's right. The weather's hard. Right. But you do you have a certain amount of friends? Like you could say right off the top of your head, like I would want to live next to these guys. Sure. Would one of them be your brother? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you travel with your brother, don't you? Yeah. We just got back from a nice little. Uh, he came here to L.A. First, his daughters came out. I was visiting with them. One went back. Then he arrived in town. The other went home. He and I took off to New York and then to the Bahamas. What do you do in the Bahamas? We scuba dive and we barbecue. Is it just awesome? Yeah, it's great. Just being in a nice spot that's really peaceful and beautiful and doing something fun like diving. Like That's, a, that's an adventure. It scares me. I don't think I'll ever do it scarier than it's not it's jumping in the water in the ocean is much scarier than jumping underwater in the ocean this whole thing of floating on top not knowing what's inside what's underneath you just whatever it is so you're more comfortable under the water right it's starving for human flesh you don't know what's under there but you put on your goggles you get down there it's a lot more peace have you swam with sharks yes with sharks next to you not a cage yes how terrifying is that? It's the first couple times it happens, you go, oh my God, there's a shark. And what about it? And then you realize they really don't have a lot of interest in you. And then you wish they could get a little closer, you get a better picture. Uh, they're, they're totally cool. Have you ever I've had never an experience? been in the water with anything, you know, on the list of like man eaters. The, the tigers, the bulls, the hammerheads, the great the whites. whites. Yeah, I've never been in the, in the water in, in that kind of a situation. But yeah, sharks, yeah. But you've been right up to a shark. Right you've up. pet a shark. I've, I've been close enough I could have reached out and touched a shark, yes. What, so they what, recommend explain, how it. do you feel when you're underwater with a shark? Is your heart racing? Or are you just completely calm at this point? In the beginning, you know, you get kind of conditioned and down, and then when they get a little closer, there's a lot of excitement, yes, but also the whole key to scuba diving is, you know, breathe easy, be relaxed, expend very little energy. You don't want to be excited around a shark that senses excitement in the water. Right, right. The, the thing that freaks me out is when they say every X amount of feet you have to stop and recalibrate, or what the, what the fuck is it? Equalize? When you're, yeah, equalize. As you go deeper, the the water is pushing on any air cavities, like the ones in your ears. Right. So you pop your nose a little bit and you equalize that pressure. See, I think I would make a mistake and I would implode. You know I'd not, implode. You, you'd start to feel the, the squeeze. You go, oh, hang on a second. And then you just hold your nose and kind of. Just get a little pop. Like you would on an airplane. 
Did you ever make a mistake where you start to feel that? That the pressure that it's it's kind of like if you if you stay ahead of it, it's when you're going down. You, you start uh, to, you know, when you're acting, there are so many things that you know how to do just intrinsically. You never turn your back on the camera. You never block a light on somebody else. Well, there's things well, you. Well, I mean, there's things that you've learned in the beginning where it's like, oh my god, I have to keep track of all these different things. Right. But now you just you just do them. So yeah. So yeah. as you go down, you you know the pressure is going to come. So you kind of stay ahead of it. It's easier to stay ahead. You know, I like having Nathan on the on the podcast because I learn a lot. I do. He knows a lot of things. He's very you're well read, well versed. I, I would say. You you street do, smarts. Well, you're street smart, but you also like to know things. Are you a reader? I uh, I wish I was a better reader. I can only read as fast as I can move my lips. So <laughs> Is that true? That slows everything down. I prefer fiction. I kind of, I like to absorb it. I, I, I go slow. I, I move slow through books. Right. Yeah. You know, you talk about all this stuff like, you know, having a place in Greece, having a place in Vancouver, or doing all these things. But I look at you as someone that I go. I don't. I don't think this guy will ever stop working. I mean, he's for someone to do a show like Castle for what seven years? Eight, thank you. Eight years, and then get on a show like The Rookie for five, just, four years now. Well, we just did four. We got picked up for five. Okay, picked up for five. Yeah. The, you're the, in the lead. I can't imagine being the lead on a series as a 50 year old man, which I will soon be. So I look at you as someone like going, well, when is he going to retire? When is he going to be done? This yeah, guy's going to go I, on forever. I wish it were up to me. <laughs> <laughs> is, right? yeah, it is up to you. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I say, you know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to do a cop drama. I mean, next I'm going to do it. It doesn't happen. You but, know it doesn't happen yeah, like but that. But what, what happens when they throw an offer out there? Isn't it easy to also say no? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're in a position to say no, you, I don't think we often are. I think you're always in a position to say no. If you've done one series, you've probably made enough money to to at least be comfortable. Well, that's a short list of people who have done a series and can are comfortable enough to say no to a job. Before Castle, I wasn't comfortable saying no to jobs. Right before I, Castle, I needed money. Right, got to live. Of course, got to live. So, is there is there an end game? Is there a certain time or you're like you know what this is when i'm gonna retire have you ever thought of that like i don't want to act anymore or will, you, think, or will you be 85 and still going strong i think it'll be a feeling i get i think it'll be apparent right and i think at that point uh i don't, I don't think i'm gonna stop altogether i think someone's gonna call me up and say hey we need a, a guy to play the grandpa for the such and such how would you feel about coming in and <laughs> Being the guy who it'll be a cute. We're, we're rebooting something. We're rebooting Castle. You're gonna be the the grandpa. You only got like five what, episodes. Or would something. you do like a reboot? Yeah, where I play the grandpa of Castle. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I'm in a reboot like five years from now when they're like, "Hey, we want to do a movie for of Castle, uh, or we want to do." I think I would be happier if I was farther away from that. Because it's so close still. It's so close still. I, right. I feel like I've done it like crazy. Right. But. Point being, if <laughs> if this town needs me, it'll be like in short spurts. I won't have to live here. I'll get a call and I'll say, uh, yeah, I can come in. I'll fly in and I'll maybe have a little place here. I, I, don't, I, won't, I won't keep my, my, my house here. I would maybe rent that out. Or Do something. you think you're close to perhaps moving away from Los Angeles? Because... That's sort of like what people are doing nowadays, They're, especially with COVID happening. I have a lot of friends. My friend Chris has go, gone off to uh, 
Atlanta, my friend Tom Welling just moved to Northern California, like way there northern. There are, listen, there's a lot of things that people can do to work remotely right now. I think yeah. we're all discovering that. I'm really interested in the folks that are going off to these little islands in the tropics that have good Wi-Fi. And that's their new life. They're <laughs> that's what a, you're excited about? They're living in a shack on a beach somewhere instead of going to an office in some, you know, uh, mid-eastern state. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Wow. Grow your horizons, man. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. How often do you vacation? How often do you take a break? In a year? Well, typically at Christmas and during hiatus, so twice a year. Twice a year. And you would say you probably work 10 months a year on The Rookie? Ish, yeah. This this year, for sure, yes. How do you stay positive? How do you stay I positively motivated? love my job. That actually is easy, that part. You love your job. I really do. You this wake one, up and you go... Here, Here we go. go. Yeah, I'm not taking like, oh my god, that's so you're so lucky. Yeah, right. Yeah. How do you do that? Not every job is as stress free and kind, and we've built a community. uh, Well, you, I always say this because I've heard this is like the lead actor sets the sort of the mood of the show. Listen, I've been the lead actor on stressful jobs. I, I haven't changed at all. Sometimes it's just there's a cornucopia of things that can happen to make it stressful sometimes it's stressful beyond your control right i wish it were up to me every time was castle stressful castle stressful just if not just for the schedule alone it was an intense schedule five days a week or six days a week but just five and sometimes six and how did you cope with that uh not well you can look at photos of me during that time and just get kind of more tired and bloated as years go on well how did you get through it because there's been moments where i i've seen other actors or i've seen myself going how am i gonna get through this yeah how how do you i'm I mean, just so tired i'm just so tired i've never passes been... and then eventually there's a light at the end of the tunnel and then you kind of aim at that and then it, when it ends that's the thing it, it's finite right, right. it's not going to last forever you can make it well what about therapy do you go to therapy i've gone to therapy I don't feel any pressing problems that are haunting me. I'm a pretty happy guy. You are a pretty happy guy, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I'm pretty chill. Who do you talk to when you have things on your mind? Like, who is My he? brother all the time. I got a couple of buddies I'll talk to. Alan Tudyk I'll talk to. Alan, good old yeah, Alan. Alan Tudyk, yeah. We've been buddies for a long time. Yeah. Since Serenity? Uh, before that, Firefly. Firefly. And before that, he was my burrito waiter. In New York City, when I was working on soap and he was attending Juilliard, he was my what? the favorite my favorite burrito place. We realized 
years later. That he worked there. That he worked there while I was attending. Like, he was actually my waiter on more than one occasion. He told you that? We realized together. We, we kind of came to that. And now you've been friends for how long? <sighs> oh, only 20 years. 20 years. That's, uh, that's a long time. You're 51 now. I just you don't look 51. Keep talking. You don't look 51. Keep talking. Thank I'm going to be 50 in July. Yeah. Do you feel, I know you've only been there a short time. But do you feel like the 50s are going to be the best years of your life? Because I hear different things. 50s are great. 60s are great. Because the 40s weren't great for me. Sorry. I know, I'm not asking for sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering how the 50s are so far for you. And are you looking forward to them? Yeah, so far so good, man. I, my, yeah, I'm probably one of the luckier people you'll ever meet. Yeah. I mean, I'm... It's easy to look back at life and say, oh, at that point in time, I was in the perfect position. I, I can look back. I thought I had you know, all these problems. I really didn't. I was in the perfect position. I remember I was, I was on a sitcom for a little while. Two looked, girls and a guy? That was the one. In a pizza place? Oh, yeah, yeah. Two Wait, guys and a girl in a pizza two, place. Two guys and a girl in yeah, a pizza place. Right, yeah. right, right. And I was in the perfect position. I wish I took advantage of it better than I did. What did you do? That you would what I didn't do. We the, the, That incredible schedule of the sitcoms, I should have been traveling every three weeks. I should have taken off to some crazy, wonderful location. I didn't. I didn't take advantage of that incredible schedule. But now you're making up for that. I try. I don't have that kind of schedule anymore, but it's 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 a kinder schedule than something I'm I'm used to. We have a fantastic cast. Right. Everybody, the whole conceit of that show. Um, the, we're talking about the rookie now. Everybody, Are we everybody back home. in the rookie? Now we're talking about the rookie. All right. The whole conceit is that I'm the old guy. Right. So everybody there is, by nature of the story, younger than me. There was a lot to potentially contend with with a bunch of younger actors, but we've got these pros these people who just come to work and they just know exactly what they're doing they find challenges in different ways because the job itself is not a challenge oh we can make this work better if, if i switch that would you like to say that line instead that way you, it's not across the room and you could just say it to her and that way people are solving problems all the time they bring their a-game every day the show can rest heavily on the shoulders of any one of them at any time. Do you have a smaller, not a smaller part, you're the lead? Yes. You I do. do. Yes, I do. So you have scenes you're not in. Yeah. A lot of scenes. That's it. This The, the story branches out into different adventures. So yes, by wow. nature, every scene I'm not in, that's an afternoon I'm not at work. Because Castle was every scene, every, every day. Every scene, every day. You lost eight years of your life. <laughs> Let's admit it. People, you pay the devil. In other words, people say, so you're on a show. You're making money. You're, but you do sacrifice. I'm just letting everyone know yeah. that you do sacrifice. Eight years of his life, he didn't have any time. So those eight years were gone. Yeah. They I, were just working. Now, yeah, again, it's, so, so it's, it's hard to complain because it's- I, I'm complaining for life, you. That's what I'm doing. You are building a foundation for Sure, something. sure. And there is sacrifice. But yeah, I had friends call me up and say- Hey, are we okay? And like, I never hear from you anymore. Like, ah, you and everyone fine. else, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. All right. So I see that you really enjoy this. You yeah. do this for years to come. I could squeeze in a few more years of this real easy. Yeah, I could. Yes. Do you want to direct? I don't have the eye. 
I don't. What have do you mean yet. you don't have? I don't believe that. You have to understand. Oh, let's shoot this like this. That way, it's a faster scene. Or let's make sure we got a a, a shot of this coming. Because to tell the story and the 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 through line of the whole thing and how speed and is important and bring this forward. I, yeah, I don't. Have they asked you? Sure, they've said. Do you have any interest? And they kind of a squinty, weirdy look. No, I don't. Don't worry about me. Too, too much work. It's a lot it's of like, work. You know, I'm already working. Yeah, listen, God bless you. If you can do it, yeah. fantastic. And I've seen people do it well. Do you direct? Uh, I directed an episode of Smallville. I directed a feature film. I directed a couple shorts. I'm going to probably direct a horror movie. How were you received when you directed? Uh, I think people really came to play, came to bat They for me. They really worked hard for me. They, I'm fun to be around. Um, uh, you if know, you I, was working so on, I was working on a low budget. I, I really am, for the most part, a lot of fun to work to be around. But I, I, I'll tell you, that's what's debilitating when you're always trying to appease everybody, please everybody. You know, and I shot a movie where I was in my hometown, so my everybody was coming to see me, and I, it was just, and I was the lead actor in the movie, and I would never do that again. But I felt like I, I do have an eye. I could do this. Um, I, you know, I, I, th- I wish I had a, a little bit of a better script. I wish I had more time. There's certain things when you're shooting a hundred pages in 16 days or something, you know, in the middle of Indiana with no tax credit and, you know, I'm not, no excuses, but I'm like, if I could do that, I could do anything. I really feel that way. But, uh, yeah, I felt like I'm, I'm pretty good to work with. I don't think people would say, God, he was hard to work with. I don't think you'll ever hear that. Do you think people would ever say that about you? I, I don't. I'm sure there were moments when I was a, a little diva. There were moments. Fuck. I'm sure on Smallville where I was just upset about something, and I was, you know, I didn't take it out on anybody, but I was like, oh my god, what's wrong with that guy? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what people say. I think in large, I, by and large, I think I'm a good guy. Yeah, I, I, but I'm sure people would say he's a little tense today. You're a little tense. I've had days where I'm more quiet than other days. Just maybe might be tired or sick sure. or something like that, but. I don't know. I, I just, I don't try not to bring stress to work. Right. It's just a job. We're just make-believe, guys. And you try to work with people that you enjoy working with. I do try to do That's that. That's the good thing about being a lead, because you can make those decisions. We're like, hey, this person brings us down. Let's get rid of this guy. Oh, is you, that what you do? No, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have done that before. Not with an actor, but with uh, crew guys, you know, where it was just like, hey, these guys are chauvinistic. They're Ugh. telling horrible jokes on set in front yeah. of people. Well, there's, yeah, uh, there's you know, HR. There's, you know, let's get them out of here. Let's yeah. get them out. This is going to bring the ship down. Let's get these guys out. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Or, you know, it's hard. I mean, do you ever have guest stars that come in and they just, you know, they just can't do it? They're too nervous. They're too stressed out. They You have to kind of babysit them? Or? I think a stressed out person you can deal with pretty easy it's when someone comes in and isn't very gracious or kind that's when i you've had that it's so rare it's so rare but yeah it happens it's so rare right but do you step up as like the lead guy saying you know there's not much people will do in front of me (laughs) really that's what i've learned that my it's always when you're not on set my experience at work is different from other people's experience at work. I have learned this much. What are you talking about? This place is great. Yeah, for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. sometimes, sometimes that can be an issue. So I think people are, are, are tend to be well-behaved around me. But right. listen, I, I tend to come to work and be prepared and yeah. do an, an okay job and be relaxed. And if people are relaxed, they do their best work. Yeah. 
Serenity and Firefly. If talking about reboots, would you would you do that? You've been asked a million times, but would you do that? Why wouldn't I do that? It was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Now, let me ask you, because I've read an article or something that says, you know, this was the best acting job I've ever had. I think that was for Firefly. Or maybe yes. Serenity. Yes. At the time. Yeah. Right? Yes. But my question is, and you could just divert if you want, what if they do these projects without Joss Whedon? Oh, that would be heartbreak. Because he created them. Yeah, those are those are his... How can you? How would you? Well, because of all the controversy and all the stuff that happened. What's your take on that? Or would you rather not speak? Um, I just wonder. Correct me. Uh, listen, I I read that article. Yes. Um, nowhere in there at any point in time did he mention Firefly. I, you know, I, I, I had an entirely, that was not my experience with that man. What I, was your experience with? Funny, self-deprecating, incredibly talented, maybe a little haunted. I mean, right. listen, by his own admission, that guy's a work in progress, and I appreciate that. Um, I, I would work with Joss again in a second. I would work with him again in a second. And has he ever hinted about doing one of these projects again? Nathan, <laughs> I mean, how do you feel about... Uh... We we talk, we joke, we we fantasize. If I if I say anything too solid, it could go crazy. I mean, I hate being responsible for that crap. But <laughs> yeah, but um, that's uh, an entire cast and crew of people who had a fantastic job on that job. It was short lived, so it was it didn't have an opportunity to suck. You know, it just didn't. Were you have surprised a, how that it didn't have legs? That it didn't. Although fans, just to this day, eat it up. The 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 fan base is remarkable. So it, so it did have legs. I was surprised at how we were treated. I was surprised at how it ended. I kept saying, "Guys, don't worry. We're telling great stories. People love the show. It's a good show. We're right. doing everything right. Don't worry." And then you canceled. That's <laughs> an hour later. Something heartbreaking. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh my god! It was terrible. Sure. And then this whole fan base, I mean, a huge fan base. You go to cons, yeah. how many people, what percentage want to talk about Serenity or Firefly? You know, I'll tell you, I, I couldn't, uh, I mean, at this point, you have so many projects, people really rarely go to just the one. So they'll, they'll list off a bunch. But I'll, I'll, to that, I'll say this. I used to be able to spot a Firefly fan. I used to say, oh, clearly. Is it the shirt? <laughs> Is it the uniform? Typically a, a generational <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, you, you'd think you would know. And uh, that's now a thing of the past. I no longer have that gauge where I can say, oh, that's a Castle fan and that's a Firefly fan. That's right. because it's just now uh, the Castle fans have, uh, everyone's gotten older, first of all. Everybody's gotten old along with me. Right, right. So my, my kind of the generational thing is gone. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised how many grandmas are huge fans of Firefly. Really? Yeah, I'll pick them for a, a castle right off the bat and they'll say, oh, that was good, but Firefly. Wow. Right? You know, maybe they saw a castle and they go, I got to see everything else this guy's in. And then they go back and they watch all this stuff. Isn't that nice that we're in a, in a, in a entertainment parrot, uh, kind of a, not a paradigm, uh, we're just in a situation where if you, Oh, I like that actor. I'm going to watch everything they've ever done and press yeah. a button. 
and off you go. And they can do that. That's a beautiful thing. Right. I have a problem, though. I, I sound like a grandfather. I, have, I do have a problem with the amount of shows that are on television. You have a problem because you can never remember your Netflix password. That's not entirely untrue. But seriously, it's just like it used to be where it's just like, there's a prestige. There was a coolness. There was now. It's like, have you seen this? No. Have you seen that? No. It's on this channel. What what channel's that? Uh, Peacock. Peacock. But the, there's millions of millions of platforms, and this is great. This is great for actors, and it's great for. I'm not saying it's not great. Uh-huh. It's just like, oh my god, what's good anymore? Pretty soon they'll all consolidate into three. Do you think? And then those three will be like back in the, the old, old days. NBC, ABC, CBS. Battle of the Network Stars. Remember oh, those? Oh, yeah. That <laughs> would be those? amazing. Yeah, we'll have a big softball game. be amazing. Do you, um, I think at this point in your career, at 50, I mean, you're young. But God I think you. You, you deserve a star on the, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Have you not had that yet? No, no, I don't have that. No. I mean, two successful huge series, network series. I mean, the world knows you. It's like at this point. How do you get a, a a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? That's a good question. There's a there's a process, I'm sure, that I've never actually participated yeah. in. Yeah, I. But I I went to a ceremony once. That was, for who? Ryan Reynolds got a star. Really? Yeah. Well, I can understand that, right? Yeah. And you went there. He invited you. Yeah, I got an invite. Are you guys still friends? Good friends? Yeah, we're buddies. Yes. You still nice. talk? Yes, we still talk. Do you go see his family? Uh, we, I haven't seen him in an awfully long time. Right. We're both busy working on different coasts. It's right. he's got a family. Like I, but it's one of those you no know, love lost relationships. But you, you know, I think I've heard that walk the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Somebody has to pay the twenty five thousand dollars for the star. Somebody has to step up and say, "I'm going to pay the twenty five or the fifty thousand dollars, and you can get a star." So we could right now we start a GoFundMe for Michael Rosenbaum's. Star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, do we get to pick where it goes? Does it go right in front of mine? Would end up on like uh, or mine would end up like on fucking uh, you know down there on Los Feliz, Ivar, and <laughs> yeah, further, further. It's like what is a star out here? Who's What's this all this brown Rosenbaum? stuff on my star? I think this is my rabbi, this Rosenbaum guy. What the hell is he doing here? I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, the detachable kid, TDK. TDK. Uh, James Gunn recently said, uh, maybe I'm misquoting, but something like, uh, hey, he didn't die. Is that true? That's true. Uh, critical critical condition was my, my the last you hear of my, uh, my character's plight. Why do you think he said that? Why do you think? Why do you think he said that? I think it's important to be accurate when people are making assumptions about he you know, was ripped apart. What? I saw the movie. He, that was his thing. He did. That was his. That was his he ability. He can be detached and then reattached. It comes right back together. I think he might have said that because he wants to bring you back somewhere. Listen, no one's arguing with that. How is it? How how much do you love working with James Gunn? <laughs> you guys have had a relationship. I've had a relationship a long time, but you've had a relationship probably longer. Uh, pro- probably just like a maybe eight months longer. <laughs> maybe eight months. Yeah, I think we're right about the same time. Um, but uh, I met James auditioning for Slither. That's right. And as I was leaving the room, I said, where are you guys going to film this? And he said, Vancouver. I said, oh, I'm Canadian. He said, is that right? And he wrote it down. 
Canadian. And I think that's he how, did. I think that's how I got the role because you know, hiring local cheaper is a big deal. You'll live in Vancouver while we're shooting this. We'll pay you a lot less. We'll pay you in Canadian. It's not about how much you get paid. I think it's about their the tax credit stuff. Oh, tax credit stuff. Yeah. But you guys had a great working relationship. Oh my God. He first of all, he loves his job. He, and he's really, really good at it. He really enjoys telling stories and just dreaming up these crazy kooky things and then making them happen. Sure. And he sees it all unfolding in front of him after all this, you know, build up and creating and putting it all together. And then finally the pieces come together and he's so jazzed about it. And when this broke down and this won't work and this guy can't do it and now this isn't working right and it all falls apart, he doesn't fall apart. He just kind of laughs and says, oh, jeez, okay. All right, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, uh, okay, okay, okay. You've seen him that happen where it's like, holy shit, the days could be ruined. Absolutely. Everything could be thrown away. Absolutely. And, and, he, and he steps up. When he, it's, it's watching someone, uh, you know, do a job that's easy is, is great. And watching how much fun they have, that's fantastic. Watching someone deal with adversity, I think you see far more of their character and integrity. Hmm. And that's where I think uh, one of the many places James excels. That is. makes me think, right when you said that, it makes me think about myself, uh-uh. how I deal with adversity. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good, but... Do you lose your temper? Um, no. I sort of, like, there, you know, there was, there was one instance on, on a set, on set that... Uh, we had to block shoot because it was raining and we couldn't do things on sticks and we had to so we had to shoot in one direction for 10 pages everything in that oh, direction yeah. and then turn around that's stressful. and i was completely lost completely lost like i i couldn't i mean it was hard for me to understand what was happening it, it was just very and my that's what first ad's are for and that's what your dp is for if you have good ones and um I remember going, hey, um, Bradley, and my first AD, I said, hey, c- come here for a second. Let's, let's have a conversation. And I just looked at him and I go, I don't know what the fuck to do. They go, <laughs> all right, all right, well, it's, this is difficult. You know, they said it was, you know, this is hard. Let's, let's figure out, I go, yeah, because my mind doesn't work like this. I'm more linear. This is, this is hard to fathom to shoot everything in this direction and remember exactly. He's like, all right, well, let us help you. And that was a very, I felt like that was a good decision as opposed to just going, all right, here's what we're going to do. And because I think I, I would have failed. I needed help at this moment. It only happened one day, but I felt it did make me feel like a failure, even though I know I, it was so hard on myself. I it was sounds like, like you did everything right. I know, but I remember I was like, oh, you can't do this by yourself. You're a grown fucking man. You can't fucking handle oh, boy, this. If that's the, who's talk, whose voice is that? Is that this, your, the inner that child. Your, your child talks uh, like that? No, no, no. I don't have a child. But it's like the, the inner <laughs> me I mean, your that inner you can't child, do it. The inner yeah, child, you that's, can't that's do that's it. That's how you, he talks to you? He's sometimes. You send that kid to his room. Yeah, you go to your fucking room, kid. Relax. Yeah, yeah. Are you not, do you ever get like that where you have to ask for help or you're just All like, the time. you do. Oh my God, I, I rely heavily on the people around me. Come on. You do. They're all hired It seems to like do. you always have your shit together. Like you well, always know what to do. Listen, you can micromanage and you can try to do everybody's job, but they're amazing at their job. They bring years and years of experience. Rely on them. Trust them. All right. Trust them. Hey, will Less we- work for you. Will we ever get married? You not you, I? you and me. Yeah. No, yeah. Not us. 
But do you think, is it something like, you know, you ask people, you're like, you're going to have to get married. Some people are like, why? Why get married? What is, what is, unless you're going to have children, why, why do I need to get married? I have a very rich single life. I think you do too. Sure. I, I, you're not sitting here lonely in your house, you know, despondent or anything like Sometimes. that. Sometimes. Oh, sorry, man. Sometimes. Sometimes I get lonely and I think, God, I wish I had someone to share this thing all with the time. Or, yeah, true, You know, because sure. here's what happens. Here's how I think. My friends are all married or they have relationships, most of them. And when I'm like, hey, let's go to the beach. They're like, uh, it's Tuesday at noon, dude. We're working. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck. Fuck your work. And like, <laughs> no, we friend. can't. We're not. We can't do it. So I'm like, God, I need someone with me that I can go on these adventures and do these things. What, what if they're working, too? Yeah, that's true. That's a problem. Have a job, <laughs> there you probably. go. You just solved it. <laughs> but well, go ahead. You're going to say something. So. I was going to say, if in 10 years' time, the two of us aren't married, let's promise each other to hunt each other for sport. To hunt each other for sport. Is, is that, is that, did you just agree? I, I was hoping you'd say, let's let's just get married. Let's live oh. together. Let's, I'll, I'll oh. be your buddy. I didn't I'll think, be your Gilligan. I didn't mean to... The signals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, look, this is called Shit Talking with Nathan Fillion. How dare you? We did My this before. My mom watches this. Does she? Will she watch this? <laughs> oh, she will. Oh. Does your mom watch everything you've done? I uh, Yeah, I think she tries. Yeah, Every I, I, episode I, I, of oh, Castle. Heck yeah, oh, heck yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, yes. How many episodes of Castle did you do? Let me guess. I'm going to guess you did 190. That sounds close. I don't know. You don't you don't know how many I, episodes no, you did. They didn't have a 150th episode party. Maybe maybe. <laughs> it was a cake once. How, how, many, how many rookie episodes have we done? <laughs> I don't know that either. You don't remember the cakes? For God's sake. <laughs> this is making me laugh. This is good. This is good. Uh, this is called Shit Talking with Nathan Fillion. These are my level, lovable patrons who who keep the podcast afloat. You're amazing. I love you. If you want to join Patreon, I'll message you back. Uh, Patreon.com slash inside of you. Nathan's trying to reach the camera. It's way up there. Is he lifting his head? There's his head. There it is. Uh, this is from Claudine. How much fun was it playing ahead in Santa Clarita Diet? <laughs> okay. Um, so... I, I did the first season of Santa Clarita Diet. I did a couple episodes there. I had a wonderful time. I was really dying to work with uh, Tim Oliphant and Drew Barrymore. It was something I really, really wanted to do. Wow. And uh, I was able to do it and had, had, a, had a wonderful time. Were they kind? Oh, my gosh. Was the, Timothy kind? Like you can't even believe. Really? Be- better than you'd hope. It was one of those guys. Wow. And Drew? So sweet. So sweet. How long so did you work kind. on the show? Oh, a couple episodes, two, maybe, two, three. And you two, had a blast. Two, had a great time. Had a great time. Had a great time. I like it. Um, I like hearing that. Coming back, they had pre-filmed all the scenes with a little dummy head. And then I got all this makeup done to look like a, 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 a bodiless head and then sat in a structure that held my head in place. Oh, and claustrophobia. I, you had a couple cameras on me and they ran the scenes. And I did my lines against the pre-filmed scenes. So it was just me in this weird chair with my head restricted. And you can't even move your head. I realize as an actor, I I move my head. 
I move my head quite a bit. It's a bit of a crutch. Were you claustrophobic at all? Not claustrophobic. No, you're not closed in. It's just that you you can't move. You're just kind of limited to what you can potentially Did, do. Were you sitting there going, do I look stupid? Does this look right? It Is just it? sucked a bit of the process and the fun out of it. It was, that's all. That's all. It was just wasn't, was it great as, as a product? Yes. I think it right. worked out really great and I'm glad they included me, but uh, it was uh, not nearly as fun as the first season. Drew seems like someone who would mess up a lot of their lines and just have fun with it and just laugh a lot. Huh. No, she seemed to be more prepared and trying nuances. And she, she was really into her character and she would try little fine little pieces and wonderful little melodies. And uh, yeah, she, she, she's harder working than she is forgetful. Is she easy to have a crush on? You can understand why people have crushes on her. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. She's you so, instantly she's so like, crushable. oh my God. Crushable. Crushable. Yeah. But because she's so kind too. She's kind to everybody. She knows everybody's names. That's she's, so important. I have a feeling you know everybody's people. name too. That's one of the things you really, really try to do. You yeah. really try to do. I always hate the new guy too. Do you too? Yeah. The new camera operator. Or whoever the new, whoever it, is, it is. They go, hey, I'm uh, David. Oh, David. Nice to meet you. What do you do for us? Oh, I'm going to be the new. Such and such. Oh, great. Welcome. I'm uh, really glad you're here. I think you're going to have a good time. Hey, everybody. New guy looked me right in the eyes. And everybody goes, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? I said, yeah, we're going to need new Dave. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Play, play Trivia play question. Play What's your camera operator's name on the rookie? Uh, we have a number of them. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, Cody. Cody. Yeah. See? Right there. Pulled it out of his head. Most actors couldn't do that, Ryan. I've worked with many actors who are on set with for years with the same crew guys who couldn't tell you their effing names. Now, here's another one. I, While we're at work, if I see someone on a coffee break over there and they've got their mask pulled down and they're having a coffee and a muffin and they're eating something, I have no clue who they are. When they put their mask back on, I go, oh, it's Ted. There you go. Ted from accounting. That's where we are now. I, I I have been working with some people now for two years. I've never seen their face, aside from their. That's eyes. sad. Sad and kind of weird when you finally see their mouth. And it's kind of crazy that you recognize them with the mask on. That's all you've got. You don't recognize them with the mask off. They, it's hard to place. Like who is that? Sophie, if you had to lip sync a song to save your life, what would it be? Lip sync a song to save my life. Would it be 80s? Want to narrow it down to the 80s? Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Call, I, I would call. do certainly something from the 80s. Uh, let's do Take On Me. So needless to say, I'm odds and ends, but that's me, I'm stumbling <laughs> away. That's a good one. I <laughs> like it. Um, I would you, hope I would have time to prepare before that. Uh, Mike R says, are you going to Michael Rosenbaum's uh, 50th birthday party in July? No, I'm asking you. That was me. Oh. You want to come? Yeah. Will you be here? July. It's on a Sunday, Sunday night. I have a wedding in July if it's on if it's on a, you know. I hope it's not. Weekend. It's going to be fun. I'm going to get the spasmatics to play. You came to my last birthday I don't party. think you can call them that. Can you not? Can you not say spaz anymore? <laughs> Jesus, where are we? <laughs> DJ Kento. Spo oh, this is this. We already answered this, buddy. Sorry about this, but you know, the de detachable kid made made it out alive by the end of the movie. Any chance we'll see TDK on the next season of Peacemaker? If James knows what's good for him, yeah, I knew that. Lulu S. Will there ever be another con man episode season? 
Oh boy, con man, something that Alan and I put together, crowdfunded it. Yeah, we did we that was a that was Alan actually. Alan and Was that a lot of work? PJ. It was for them. It yeah. was for them. I had a kind of a, a backseat kind of role. I was kind of an idea man. How would we do it like this? Sounds good? Okay, great. Talk to you later. I gotta go back to work on Right. Cast. You didn't have time to do all the you know, the the, the they shit. They really the... did the the lion's share. But would you do another season if they came back and said, hey, we got another season? Sure. That'd be fun. Yeah, sure. You would? Yeah, it's crazy. Look at Listen, you. Going to work and working with your buddies and, and doing fun stuff with your friends, that's how I imagined this industry. That's what I kind of that's the best. dreamed. That's the best. That it would be like, we'd all be buddies and having fun and doing that's this That's what stuff. I always yeah. wish for. I always wish for. I always want to bring my friends into it. I just heard a story an actor was talking to me saying, I asked to be let go from a show. I thought, what? And it was just because it was toxic. It was a terrible place to be. They'd rather be unemployed yeah. than working fruitfully. That, that's what is sad. That? That's incredibly sad. Incredibly sad. Where would you rather be? Yeah, if it's that toxic, you know, and you're going to work every day in a time. I mean, imagine people who go to a nine to five every day and it's toxic. It's yeah, like, it's, you know, and, and they don't. Yeah, it's not just the entertainment industry. It's, yeah, it's, any it's just a brutal thing to have to deal with. You yeah. know, you want to go to work and at least have be surrounded by people who uh, don't want to be there as well. <laughs> you know, or as, you know, I don't know, get along. Uh, Mary B, which sitcom world, past or present, would you like to live in? Interesting. Sitcom world, past Would it or be Seinfeld? Present? Would you like to live in that world? Well, it was so angst-driven uh, in Seinfeld. I, I think I would like to live in the uh, the Friends, New York. Friends, New York. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? I was thinking Friends as well. Huh. Um, I, no, I would, I would like to live in Pawnee, Indiana, with Parks and Rec. Really? Yeah. Uh, a little, I think the small town of it would drive. But uh, I mean, just but everyone's good to each other and everyone's nice and like you feel like things good things can happen to people. Oh, I'm gonna good. go with Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <gasps> was that a? Is that considered a sitcom? I think it was a sitcom. Yeah. I'm on an island with two hot women and a couple of cool dudes. You know, and an I old couple used to run home at three thirty as fast as my little legs could carry me through the Canadian winters to get home by four, which is when Gilligan's album would come on because I wanted to see a tropical location. Do you? Can you sing the song, or at least do you know the words to the song? Yes, all of them. Yes. Can you I name do. the characters? Yes. Let's see if we can do it together. The skipper. It was a mighty singing man, the skipper, brave and sure. Five sure. passengers that sailed the day for three hour, three hour tour. tour. Three hour tour. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. If he not for the, the courage of the fearless, our minnow would be lost. Minnow would be lost. Sitting on this final island with Gilligan. The skipper, too. The billionaire. And his wife. The movie star. The professor and Mary. Mary and. Here on, on Gilligan's Island. Island. Yeah. Do you know for the first time in the beginning when that show was on, they say the professor and all the rest. You've only got you got the one, one left. More. The professor and all the rest. Yeah, that was a big screw you to what Mary, Ann, Mary Ann was forgotten. And yeah. they, they put her in there. And it rhymed even. Um, Leanne, there have been rumors about it. We, we talked about this. been uh, rumors about a Firefly reboot floating around the internet. Have you heard about these rumors? Or I've it, heard about the rumors, yes. They are rumors. This is a really nice thing to say. Nathan, this is from Steph A. Steph A. Steph A, mate. Oh. Or Steph A, Vancouver. Okay. Hey. Oh. Oh, bad. Not good. 
Just wanted to say you are a huge inspiration to me. Oh. I started writing movies, reviews, and articles with the pseudonym Nathan Jasper in honor of you who got me interested in writing after Castle. <gasps> I don't have a question for you, but I did just want to say thank you. Wow. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's really nice. You know, that's... Uh, when I got started acting, I found it really uh, thrilling to be up on stage and everything was very immediate. If you did something great, you knew it right. right away. And at the end, everybody would clap and you knew how they felt. Instant gratification. But when you are doing TV and film, there's nobody there. There's no, no clapping. No clapping. So you don't get that part of it anymore. There's different challenges and I, I find them fun and, and fulfilling. But the applause I get now are those well-worded gratitudes those 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 thank yous those they mean a lot yeah they really do my favorites are you know you inspired me to do something or uh another favorite is uh i watch it with my daughter i watched it with my mom it was the one time we could always count on this or it was i was able to connect and I would, just the the thing the times where it brings families and, and people together how often do you get stopped on the streets well, I'm never in the streets anymore, first of all. <laughs> but you're but, not. Uh, I went to a party uh, not too long ago. It was one of my first parties back and uh, met some nice people. They were very kind. And then later on in the evening, some, one of them came back and sat down with me and just said, this, I didn't want to say anything in the beginning. but And then told me, it was like, it's really hard to connect with a teenage daughter. It can be tough. There's a, you know, they're looking at their old man in a certain way. But the one thing we could always do was we could get together with castle i could always count on that would be the time that we could spend together and talk things and talk about stuff and it would raise issues and we could have neat, neat conversations but he said it was, it was meaningful to him and it that's uh, awesome made me feel great yeah he said really she went off to college and now she came back and she said we have a new series to watch for those and he introduced her uh, she introduced him to firefly oh i love that's it. nice stuff i love you i love that yeah. i saw serenity but i haven't seen firefly no i think you're in for a treat it's a lot of people you'll already know tudic sure uh, Morena, yes. Backron, yes. Uh, uh, Jules, Jules State, State, who's amazing. Um, we're all still buddies, still. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. There's a fire. How often do you get a text in a year from these people? Maybe once or twice. Oh no 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 no. There's a text thread, and we were all just on it two days ago, laughing about something. Really? Yes. Who is your favorite? Can you name a favorite? Who was it that you just hit it off with? And bef except for Alan, because obviously the twenty-year relationship. Uh, boy, I really miss Ron. I really miss Ron. He and Jewel really connected in an incredible way. It was wonderful to watch that. Um, all the ladies on that show were incredibly talented. And adept. I think by that point, Jewel had been on TV more than the rest of us put together. Wow. She was just so good at her job. She's just been doing it for so long. Yeah. And just, you know, Adam, Adam Baldwin, legendary. Adam Some Baldwin. Legendary roles, that guy. He's fun to be around. He's a fun he's guy. A, he's got good energy. He has the energy of a child, but the professionalism of an adult. He does. And calls uh, you out on shit, just yeah. like, you know. Gina has this very regal calm about her. And then these amazing little side. <laughs> She's so good. She's so good. Everybody is just damn good and kind. It was such a great time. Yeah. Such a great time. Yeah. 
What's that was a, the one that pulled me out of the mud. That was the one where nobody would look at me to play a lead role. Nobody wow. in this town. I couldn't get hired anything less than. Uh, that's all I see number, you as now, as leading guy. Five. I don't see you as a character guy. I mean, that's funny because I kind of do see you still as a character guy too. Because you see Suicide the, Squad and things like that. I was the, always the other guy or the boyfriend of the friend. Or I've the rarely been lead guy. Or, rarely. Almost never. I've always been either bald guy or. You were the villain. <laughs> I was the villain of the were, story. Were you not? I was. That's a big deal. No, it was a good deal. I'm I'm grateful. Very grateful. What this is it. What what is what's next? Are you just kind of taking your time doing the rookie, doing your show? Is there anything else that you kind of, is kind of brewing in the background? Things that you might uh, partake in? I'm trying to build that machine that uh makes money without going out and acting for it. I want to try to produce some things. So we got a couple of things on the burner to try to get going to uh to build, you know, from the ground up, some animation stuff, some drama stuff for a streaming service. How do you feel about the NFT shit? I wish <laughs> I wish I understood that stuff. It's so hard. I've had people talk to me about it. And I'm like, oh I read articles. Still don't get it. I read articles still about Still don't get it. I I I I get it. I get what's yeah, happening. Yeah. I don't get why someone would buy it. And that's the key yeah you're gonna have this but you can't put it in your house it's just on your phone or it's it's just not tangible but if everybody has it there's only one of a kind i'm like yeah but i'm like look i have this as a it's like you walking into my house going where are all your movie posters they're on my phone but there's something cool about it and there there's different things that people are is it gonna be a thing is it gonna take off is it taking off People are making money on it, so it's got attention. The more attention it gets and the more people make money off it, the more people want to get involved. Yeah. It kind of starts to feed itself. Isn't that how Bitcoin was happening? Yes, and I can understand it's sort of like if you want to raise money for a movie and they have cool things that they can get by you know, investing in a movie. You, you could become, uh, you know, you get the, the script before it comes out. You get, uh, you know, certain things maybe – that you're a part of this filmmaking process. Like I was thinking maybe something like that, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard to fathom. It's still hard to grasp, but Hey, good for people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a treat. Are we done? I think so. I'm out of here. This has been a really great time. Thanks for having me. I just like chatting with you. You, Listen, your voice (laughs) is my ASMR. Really? You're asleep. You're asleep right now. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you once again. This has been a damn treat. Uh, let's go out and see the electric truck. Why do you got to lock eyes with me when you say it like that? Because I really like you. <laughs> let's go take a look at your review. Let's do it. Good interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed going on. He has the scooter. It's like a two-person scooter that I can't explain it. I don't know what it's called. It's this weird... <laughs> fucking super scooter <laughs> that's almost like a motorcycle and a car in one yeah and we rode on it around my neighborhood after the interview and i had a great time and he always is he loves his gadgets he loves his toys just like i do but yeah that yeah that was a that was fun yeah it was yeah. it was fun uh thank you and again if you enjoyed nathan's fillion nathan's fillion that should be a movie <laughs> now it's time for nathan's fillion nathan's follies Anyway, whatever. whatever. I'm not firing in all cylinders right now. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm like, excuse me if I'm not full of fun here. 
But uh, thank you for listening today. Thank you for supporting the podcast. If you want to join Patreon to support the podcast in other ways, it really helps. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Thank you, Cumulus. Thank you, Westwood One. I think they're one. I just call them. Mm-hmm. I say both their names. Thank you, Bryce, my producer. Thanks, Ryan, my engineer. Thanks, Jason, my editor. I uh, love you guys. Couldn't do it without you. And uh, we're going to keep these episodes coming. I'm going to keep bugging guests to be on my show. That's what I do. I call them. I email them. I email friends of mine like Seth Green. Seth, how can we get Will Wheaton? I'll email him for you. And then finally, I, I hope we get Will Wheaton. So that's how I do it. I bug my friends until I have no friends anymore. And I do it all for you. I do it all for you. You vultures. Yeah. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Go to the inside of you online store to get cool merch. Tons of cool new merch. Go to the sunspin.com to get uh, zooms and other band stuff. The new album is coming out in the next couple months. I hope you purchase it and I hope you listen to it. Uh, It'll be available on all streaming services. Um, that's really all I have to say. Um, if you want to listen to anything else, you could follow us at the Inside of You at Inside of You podcast on the uh, Instagram and Facebook, and at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the what? I was agreeing. You were agreeing. Good. I agree. Well, well um, right now we're going to do the. Uh, these are the top tiers. This is part of the package. If you join Patreon and you're a top tier patron, you get your name shouted out on the podcast. How cool is that, Ryan? That's awesome. <laughs> it's Michael. incredible. Here we go. Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Raj C, Joshua D, CJP, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E, correct, Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 more, Santiago M, Chad W, Leanne P, Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Chris H, Dave H, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, Tab of the T, Tom N. Correct. Liliana A. Talia M. Betsy. Uh, D. Correct. Chad L. Rochelle. Marion. Meg K. Dan N. Big Stevie. W. Angel M. Rhiannon C. Corey K. Super Sam. Dev Nexon. Michelle A. Jeremy C. Andy T. Cody R. Gavinator. Gavinator. David C. John B. Brandy D. Yavor. Camille S. The C. Joey M. Willie F. David H. Design OTG. Eugene and Leah. Chris P. Nikki G. Corey. Nicole. Heather L. Jake B. James B. Getting to the nitty gritty here. Mm-hmm. Bob at Megan T. Mel S. Orlando C. John B. Caroline R. Rob E. Paul C. Christine S. Sarah S. Eric H. Spring. Spring, Jennifer R, Shane R, Emma R, Mark M, Jermaine, no, Jeremy V, Jeremy V, Andrew is spoken, Andrew M, Robert G, Zatucci, 77, Zatucci, Zatucci, and Andreas N. Uh, Couldn't do it without you guys. I really appreciate you. And don't forget, Talkville is coming out. July 13th, the new Smallville Rewatch podcast with me and Tom Welling as a host. Ryan Tejas will be on it. I will also he'll, be there. He'll be watching episodes and talking about them freely with us. It's nice because Ryan has never seen episodes. And so when he sees them for the first time, he really tells us how he feels. And I also tell you how I feel because a lot of episodes I didn't see, nor do I remember. But when I watch them, it, every, all the memories come back. They flood. I'm flooded with these memories. There's so many memories. So many memories. <laughs> memories. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I love you. Uh, from Michael Rosenbaum here in the Hollywood Hills of California. And Ryan Tez, who is also here 
in the Hollywood Hills, California. He is. That's correct. Little wave to the camera. Remember, be good to yourselves, guys. Um, we, you are all you have, really. We are all we have. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. I mean, if you don't take care of yourself, I mean, who uh, you can't take care of other people. You can't. You can't. If you take care of other people, and you're not taking care of yourself. You just you're you're in for a bruising. That's that's what I've learned. Mm -hmm. You're in for hell. Mm -hmm. You know, not giving yourself time. Not giving yourself love. Yeah, I've been there, guys, and I'm telling you, it ain't sweet. It ain't a good road to go down. All right, it's enough bullshit. I'll talk to you later. Although I'm serious, be good to yourselves. See ya. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.